This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Get ready to ride along on our 2022 kickoff tour, powered by Kohler Engines, Company Cam, and Xmark. We are traveling the sunshine state of Florida, talking with green industry leaders, discovering best practices and practical strategies to maximize profits. And now, here's your host, best-selling author of the new book, 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care, Paul Jameson. Hey, what's up, everybody? We are welcoming back to the show Alicia from Rex Enterprises. What's up, Alicia? Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm glad to be on here again. This is probably my second time, I think, right? Yeah, I interviewed you guys in Texas. Yeah, after Together in the Trades. That was awesome. Yeah, so you guys are uh, coming down from Pennsylvania to uh, the Gulf of Mexico, and it's cold. Of all, yeah, it's only cold here like one day or two days a year, and somehow you landed on those two days. Like record lows, they said for um, a certain amount of time. It, it's, it hasn't been this cold in years. Yeah, but <laughs> thankfully it's going to warm up tomorrow. You guys are going to be here tomorrow. Yes, yes, we'll be here tomorrow. A little bit of Tuesday, and then you guys will get nice weather to round out the week. Yeah, lucky you guys. Yeah. <laughs> We're going back home. <laughs> And home is Pennsylvania. Yes, right outside of Pittsburgh. Okay. Well, we want to say thank you to all the sponsors that make this all possible. Uh, Brittany Allman and Caleb from the Hardscape Academy. Thank you guys for hosting us. And uh, for the great meals, the house is phenomenal. Um, Ten bathrooms, eight bedrooms. This, our, it's our, crazy. This house is beautiful. Yeah. And also Liz Fullerton. And uh, they're in the room right now. That's why I'm uh, saying hi. She's feeding the baby. But uh, Brian and Liz from the Launchpreneur Academy um, are sponsors as well. And so it's a f- just a beautiful, beautiful home. When I went on vacation as a kid, you know, we never stayed at something this nice. No, no. So, so we never did either. <laughs> it, is, uh, it is really, really nice. There's an elevator in the house, and uh, it's just really, really cool. So also thanks to Kohler Engines, Company Cam, and Xmark for sponsoring me to come down here to Florida and interview folks. So tell us a little bit about Brex Enterprises. Well, we are coming up on our 10th year, actually. So it's wow. a pretty pretty big year for us. Uh, we are a construction company right outside of Pittsburgh, about 20 miles, 20 minutes 
let me say it, 20 miles east of Pittsburgh. And um, we started in the pipeline industry. So mm-hmm. we do a range of pipeline maintenance services. And we've also recently started tapping into general construction, site development work. Mm-hmm. Uh, we even do um, large equipment hauling for some external customers uh, and equipment painting. So okay. we kind of got a whole range of, of stuff in there, but we all started in, in pipeline maintenance. Okay. And when you say we, you and your husband, AJ, yes. own the business? Yes. When did you all get married? When did you all start? Well, you started business 10 years ago. What's kind of your storyline with being family and business and all yeah, that? Yeah, we actually, um, so we said this trip was kind of our 10th anniversary trip as well. So, oh, wow. Um, we met in college in 2009. Okay, where was that at? Uh, University of Pittsburgh at Johnstown. Okay, what's up with the Alabama hat? Oh, he, you got to, that's a story from him. Okay. <laughs> so we're from Pittsburgh. He's not a Steelers fan. And um, so he's a Titans fan and he is an Alabama football fan. Oh, so right. always no, nothing Pittsburgh, but yes. So we went to the University of Pittsburgh. He transferred in uh, one of my last years. I played soccer there. Okay. He, he came in to wrestle. So um, I, within a couple of weeks we were dating, eight months later engaged. Uh, and then we had to finish our last year of school. Mm-hmm. So we did that, got married at the beginning of 2012. So January 21st. So we're a little bit after our 10th anniversary. And at the time I was working full time um, as an engineer okay. in the medical device industry. And he was working for a family member doing pipeline work. Okay. And at the time, so a couple months into our marriage, he was like, I think I want to do this by myself. Mm-hmm. I think I want to start a business. And because I did have a good job, uh, we, I said, sure, let, let's do it. And so um, eight months later, after getting married, we started, we got the EIN for the business Wow! and, and started it. And he pretty much took over what he was doing for the other company he was uh-huh. working with, but on his own. Mm-hmm. So he was, the term is a spread boss working on a pipeline. And he did that for about a year and a half by himself as you know, that's how the first two years of our company went uh-huh. was him living on a pipeline in a camping trailer Wow! Um, at the other side of Pennsylvania. So the other side Whoa. of the state. And how often would you guys see each other? It, it honestly depended. Sometimes it was every three weeks. Sometimes what? it was, it was uh, over the weekends. It, it all depended on where he was on the job because wow. if it took, if they had to work Saturdays, there was no use coming home for a day. Yeah. So it was a little tough there. Can you explain <laughs> the pipeline in a basic way to somebody who might not understand uh, what, what exactly he's doing when you're saying he's So they called it a spread boss and, um, I don't know all the intricate details, but from my understanding is he ran crews that either did, um, clearing work, different types of pipeline maintenance once the pipes in the ground. Okay. And so he was contracted to help run those crews. Okay. So he would have people that worked, um, for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he would control meeting production as far as, you know, how many miles did you clear today? How many miles did you mow? And that was his type of role that, okay. that he had. All right. And so he did that for uh, about a year and a half, two years. And the same people he worked for started saying, well, hey, can you put a crew together to do this on your own instead of using these other, you know, this, these other companies and running them? And he said, sure. <laughs> and that's kind of how our business has grown ever since. It's, it's, we say he's the yes man. Wow. And, um, it went from a couple guys to now, usually we're about 40 guys, 40 employees. We're probably sitting about 30, 35 now, just it's winter and yeah, sometimes happens. So, but then you, in the spring rush in the weather gets nice in Pittsburgh, 
you'll go to back to about 40. Yeah, probably about, about 40. It all depends on workload and what we have. We have, we're in a good spot right now. We have a really good, good backlog. So, awesome. um, I could see us ramping up as, as quickly as we can. It's just as everybody else, where are we going to find the people yeah. to, to work? So that's always the, that's been the trade off lately is making sure we have enough work for our people. But then if we add more jobs, where can we find the people? Yeah. So back to the humble beginnings when it was just him, at what point did you transition from your good job in engineering to, you know, be a pivotal part of the business? I stayed at my job and I worked for Phillips at a large corporation. I stayed there for six years. Okay. So at the beginning of 2017, um, we were about a million dollar company and that's the point where we felt comfortable that he saw the opportunity in the market and the growth we could have. Mm. And that kind of gave me, I'm an engineer, so yeah. I'm a numbers person. <laughs> yeah. That kind of gave us a good point of where we were comfortable. And um, I actually started, uh, my previous company sent me back for my MBA. Okay. And at that point I had moved into a new role where I was starting to travel internationally. Mm-hmm. So we had twins at the time. They oh, were, wow. they were, um, two-year-old twins <laughs> and leaving him for 10 day trips while I was in Japan or Germany. It just, it became too hard for him to run the business and me be away. Yeah. We had the twins and it just became to a point where we said, Hey, we either got to commit to this or, you know, we got to, we got to figure something out. And that's yeah. when we said, Let, let's go for it. Let's how old are the in. twins now? They're seven. Okay. What's the um, gender? Boy and girl. Okay. Yeah. So we have boy-girl twins. We have a four-year-old son, a two-year-old daughter. Whoa. <laughs> and then I am pregnant with my fifth. So due in May. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Wow. That's a, five kids, a business with 40 employees. Yeah. And you guys do multiple offerings. Yes. Yes. We also have a a pipe supply company. So, um, where our location is, we just sell right now just locally. Mm -hmm. Um, but different, different HTP, PVC pipe. Um, a lot of, we sell your erosion control products as well. So, so what is your role in the business now? Um, obviously your mother four coming five, what do, what do you do in the business on uh, like, what's your regular day look like? We say he is the, the, what guy in the business and I am the how. Okay. So I can see that he's, he's our idea guy. He's the big thinker. Yeah. He has great ideas. He knows where the market's headed. Um, and then once there needs to be a plan in to execute it, it usually yeah. falls, falls to me. So he typically focuses on the jobs and the day-to-day activities there where I handle our office staff, the behind the scenes, the business development side internally. Mm. And um, I'm able to pull from my six years in a corporate environment mm. where you talk to some people and you either love the corporate environment or hate it, but mm. there are a lot of good aspects that I was able to take and roll it into our company. Let's dive a little bit deeper into that. What are some of the positive things you learned about operating in a professional corporate environment that you've implemented into running your business successfully? The first thing that comes to mind is you, is the people development. Okay. So in, in corporate jobs, and that was my only job coming out of college, so I don't have a ton to compare it to. It's a major company though. But it is. It's a very large company and they really focus on your internal development and your personal growth mm-hmm. and setting goals for yourself that align with the company. Right. And so you know, when I was in my role, it's okay. What do you, what do you want to work on this year? What do you want to do next year? Mm -hmm. What are your goals? And we'll make a plan to get there and then we'll rate you on it. We'll evaluate you on how you're meeting those goals. Uh And so when I came into the construction company, I said, AJ, like, how do you know 
that when you hire labor, that if they want to go to an operator, if they want to go to a foreman level, and he said, you kind of pick it up. Mm-hmm. But every now and then you get people that just go to work, they work hard, they have these thoughts in their head, but they don't know how to communicate them. And so what we've been able to do is we've been able to ask our employees those questions of, hey, what do you, what do you want to do? What do you want to learn? Mm-hmm. And we've actually been able to task them with reaching, you know, new heights with their careers, whether if they're an operator and they always want to be an operator, Mm -hmm. what don't you know? Do you know how to run a dozer? Do you know how to run the excavator? Do you want to learn how to do the NCON and work with GPS equipment? So Mm -hmm. tapping into that side of it um, has really helped with our kind of employee engagement side Mm -hmm. and um, we don't have great retention. So we're working on it. And that's some of the things we really try to focus on is, is working with that side of it because in an industry right now, that's so competitive on, Mm -hmm. on price and your job costing, Mm -hmm. you can't just keep giving people more money to work. There has to be some softer side of the development. And that's where I think corporate came in is they help, develop those soft skills in a way that can help you build a, um, a good work environment for your employees. How, um, have you guys dealt with the labor crisis and and what's kind of your plan for this year to, you know, have quality folks working? I wish we had a, a great answer for it. I think we're in the same boat as most people are is, you know, sometimes when we've had some pretty, pretty extreme growth. You just kind of take anybody on Mm -hmm. and that's when you get the 50% retention and you're not retaining your employees because you're not doing, you know, you want more employees, but you don't have time to vet people. Mm -hmm. And so some, some things we've been really working on is doing the upfront vetting, calling previous employers, really verifying what people say they want to do and if that's what Mm -hmm. they want to do. Um, so that's one thing is, is the upfront vetting. Um, some other things we looked at is doing, on-site training Mm -hmm. and looking at job site mentoring. Uh And so we're really trying to put emphasis on that to try to, once we get a young, not even young, once we get motivated people, you can help mold them a little better that way. Okay. And so that's, that's some of the things we look for is just people that want to work hard, which I'm sure, you know, and you've heard it's hard to find that. Yeah. That seems to be the answer. (laughs) So yeah. How did you meet um, Kayla and Brittany and, and get plugged into our, we're kind of in, we're in the same industry in, in some ways, you know, construction, but you know, folks are a little bit different. So how did you guys uh, connect? So we, I started doing our social media back in like right at the end of 2019 before okay. Con Expo, yeah. which is a huge construction show. They and only do that once every three years? Once every three in years. In Vegas? Yep. And we're okay. pretty diehard about it. We've gone three years, three oh. separate events. Wow. So we've been going kind of since the beginning of, um, of our business. And it's kind of been a nice marking point mm-hmm. for our careers. It's like every three years, it's crazy to see how a company like ours can change. And I imagine wow. a lot of people's. So actually I started doing our social media at the end of 19 and prepping uh-huh. and seeing who the players were online and in social media. And so when we got to Con Expo, I was like, I want to find these people. I want to find wow. these people. And um, I reached out to a couple people in the construction industry and through them, Brittany kind of got pulled into that. We didn't meet at Con Expo. I wish we would have, but we got pulled in together through a women in construction initiative. And so that's how Brittany and I met. Okay. I I vaguely remember that. Uh, Was that in Minnesota? Yes. Okay. Yes, it was. So it was an awesome event, a bunch of young, motivated, um, really driven women in the construction industry to kind of 
bring us all together and it set a tone going forward. So yeah. And then Brittany invited you guys down to Waco, Texas, where yes. you spoke about the imposter syndrome at the together in the trades. Yes. So. It's been, it's been awesome getting to them, know them because they're, they're not that far from us. They're only uh -huh. in Ohio and they actually took a trip out to visit us, um, two falls ago, I think. So the, the end of, of 2020 and uh, just getting to know her and Caleb, it's like, you know, when you meet people and you just feel like you click and you have similar goals, you're driven, you have, you know, just the way you want to live your life is the same. Yeah. And so meeting her and AJ meeting Caleb, it, yeah. it's just a really good fit. And so we're so thankful to be here because we are in a little different sphere than, than you guys, but seeing you guys, how you operate and how driven you guys are, it, it, it motivates us. And so it's to be invited to this stuff's awesome. Hey, Lenny Magno with Xmark here with some food for thought when it comes to choosing the right zero-turn mowers. What do you value in a zero-turn mower? Productivity, reliability, cut quality, or a combination of each? At Xmark, we're constantly listening to our customers to ensure our Laser Z mowers deliver the right features, productivity, and uptime performance to help them grow their business. Visit xmark.com to learn about the innovations that make the Laser Z the green industry's most trusted zero-turn mower. Kohler engines guarantee longevity and performance, but proper maintenance is key. That's why we have created Kohler Check App, a free smartphone app that gives you everything you need to know to maintain your engine in the palm of your hand. The app is ideal for commercial operators who manage a fleet of Kohler engines. Simply register your Kohler engine to access a complete knowledge base of technical manuals and videos and a customized maintenance schedule based on your engine usage. You can easily purchase maintenance parts directly from the app and have them delivered to your doorstep. Get the Kohler Check app at KohlerEngines.com or download it free of charge from the App Store or Google Play. The only app every landscaper needs. Company Cam makes it dead simple to communicate, document, and problem solve with guys in the field, no matter where you are. Company Cam brings documentation, communication, and liability protection together in one simple, easy-to-use app for you and your entire team. Take unlimited photos and videos, share custom reports, create flawless before and afters, and even communicate and share progress with homeowners with galleries and project timelines, all from your smartphone. Company Cam, the only app every landscaper needs. Check it out at companycam.com forward slash green or find it in your app store. The link will also be in today's show notes. Today's podcast was recorded at the 2022 Green Industry Hype House in Tampa, Florida. This year's Hype House is sponsored by the Hardscape Academy and the Entrepreneur Academy. Caleb and Brittany Allman invite you to visit thehardscapeacademy.com where you'll find on-demand video courses and workshops. It's educational training to help you optimize your time, resources, and make more money. LawEntrepreneurAcademy.com, started by Brian and Liz Fullerton, is dedicated to giving lawn care professionals all of the content and resources needed to reach more customers, grow your business, and be more successful. Enjoy today's podcast and remember to check out both the Hardscape Academy and the Lawntrepreneur Academy. What would you say kind of as having a family and a business, because you know that's what Caleb and Brittany do well is they run their company, you know their children, 
and their marriage and all, all this stuff going on. And you guys, you know, have been married for 10 years in construction where the statistics, there's a lot of divorce because of the mm-hmm. stress and the time and all, for all the various reasons, five kids coming up. So how have you had a successful marriage? You know, 10 years is success in our culture. Um, while you run a business, what, what's kind of some tips that you would have? Our audience is 91% men that are listening to you. So kind of what some tips to consider to um, have a healthy family and a good business? I would say the first thing is we we run our business, we raise our kids, we treat our employees all the same and, and it's all in one. And what I mean by that is, you know, we always live kindly and we, we work hard and we're driven and we want to have goals. And that's how we treat our employees is we want them to have goals. We want mm-hmm. them to reach and, and expand their their knowledge set. And we want the same for our kids. Mm -hmm. And so the same respect we treat our foremen and our laborers and our operators, that's how we treat our kids. And in turn, it kind of keeps us all on the same page. Mm -hmm. You know, I will say when I had my own career and he had his, and he would work those late nights, Mm -hmm. I would almost get resentful Mm. um, of him not being home with the kids to help. And it wasn't until I, I left my full-time job that I was able to get on the same mindset as him and have those same talks about goals mm-hmm. of where we wanted to go together. Um, before that, we were, we were very split. It's, you know, I wanted to, you know, go into this role and he had his business, which I was a part of. I always ran the finances behind the scenes, okay. um, but I never saw the value as I do now of setting those goals and working towards them. And so now when he's working late, it's like, okay, yes, I know he's working late, but it's because we want to succeed in these ways and we have these goals to meet. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think being open about each, each of us as an individual Mm -hmm. with our kids too, and our employees, but also together. So we like to set goals personally. We like to set them together. Mm -hmm. And then that way we're on the same page. So, you know, if I wanted to go to a woman in construction um, event or something, and I want to speak at it or whatever I want to do, he knows that those align with my goals Yeah, and, and vice versa. And we're working towards the same thing. And I think that's sometimes that was really hard in our first couple of years of marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, because I did feel like we were working towards separate things. But once I was able to, once we opened the door to talking about how we move forward together and what's mm-hmm. right for our family together, that really, really changed a lot. Cool. That's very insightful. What's, uh, probably the, as you look at 10 years, Alicia, what's been the biggest mistake that you've made in business? that you would say to someone listening, don't do what we did, what you learned from Oh, geez. We like to say there aren't mistakes. (laughs) We like to say there are opportunities. There you go. Opportunities to learn a little better. And um, honestly, I'm trying to think here on the the spot of what, what the most one is. I would say... What happened, like 2021 was not great for us. Okay. We had huge growth from 18 to 19 and even 20 with COVID was still a very good year. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until 21 where COVID hit and and some other stuff happened that put us on a path that was hard to recover from. And what I mean by that was we grew so fast. Mm -hmm. We had to acquire the overhead, the administrative staff, everything to support it. And so it became this beast. And so then when something happens that changes the industry that you need to be agile and quick and, you know, downsize or whatever you need to do to cut costs, Mm -hmm. it became very hard. And so I think when I, 
you know, everybody looks at revenue dollars, Mm -hmm. you know, your, your top line of what you're bringing in is like your company worth. And that means absolutely nothing. You know, we all know as business owners at the end of the day, it's what you're bringing home and people see big companies and they want the big machines. Well, with the big machines come with big payments. And unless you have that work to continue with that, you're not going to be agile. Mm-hmm. So when 2021 came and we weren't winning jobs, we always won mm. that equipment's still sitting needing paid for. So I would say my biggest thing is, is to control your growth and, and think about that. And don't be, don't, you know, see the bright flashing lights between all the big equipment and the nice Instagram pictures really focus on your core and, and have a growth strategy because we, we didn't. And I, w- I would say focus on that. That would probably be our biggest, you know, our biggest, opportunity to learn because when times are good and you, you can grow immensely, but does it make sense to Mm -hmm. in the times when that work might not be there? And so planning for that, that's, that's the hard part. Cool. Well, lastly, I want to ask you what's your experience been at the hype house so far and the, just being around people that um, are so aggressive about making content and, you know, everyone here takes it serious. Like social media, there's a reverence about it because we understand the impact it has. What's kind of been your observation with, you know, everywhere you turn, there's a cable, a camera, a podcast board. What's it been like for you coming down to the hype house? It's honestly really inspiring because, you know, when times were tough last year in the business, I looked, I kind of stepped back from social media because I didn't look at it as an an adder to, you know, the amount of work that puts in. Because I see all this and I see you guys put, you have to put a lot of work into it. Mm -hmm. And it it doesn't come without the hard work like anything. And so for me, sitting in 2021, I'll do doom and gloom. And I'm like, I'm not going to do social media. I don't want to show like the bad sides. I'm not feeling inspired about it. It's not a revenue generator for us as far as we don't, we don't, our customers are commercial customers. Mm -hmm. And so I really struggled with why do we do it? But then you come to an event like this and you see the people and how they're helping other businesses. Mm -hmm. They're spreading the word. And and I forget who said it to me. Um, It might've been Andy from Mulder. He said, people need to see the bad times. They need, Mm. they need to see stuff like that to know that you're not always going to have great, powerful years. And so I think just being here with you guys has really secured the, the, the sense in me that, Hey, this, this helps so many people in the industry. Mm. And if you can get a good word out to somebody starting a business that could change their mindset moving forward, then why not do it? Mm -hmm. So, um, I think just being around you guys, my biggest takeaway is that, um, Yes, it's worth it because that's something I've asked myself. Is social media worth it? And for us, it didn't feel directly related. Mm-hmm. Um, but through this, I can see, absolutely, I'm re-energized to get back and even learn from you guys. Like this stuff is so intimidating. Look at all these cal- all the cameras and the lights and the cords. <laughs> it's a little intimidating. So to know if we want to go in that route, that you guys would be so, I'm sure anybody would be willing to help us on setup stuff and all that. It's pretty cool. And so we feel very humbled to even be here in, in general. And, you know, you don't like to judge somebody by the amount of followers they have or, you know, you never know the type of person they are just seeing Instagram and getting in a room with everybody. Like it's, it, like, I feel like I'm downplaying it by saying like, you guys are like the real deal because you're more than that, because you guys are so driven. Your goals align. I mean, even the simple thing of like praying over a meal before we eat together, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's so cool. And I, I, I can't, 
I don't, I don't know if you'll get AJ on here, but just, you know, our I'm appreciation. I've been trying. I've been trying <laughs> Our appreciation for this is huge. And so, you know, Hardscape Academy, Hype House 2022, Entrepreneur Academy. I mean, even you asking these questions for, it's it's awesome. So thank cool. you. We appreciate, we've been, uh, shout outs to Shannon Stover. Uh, and there's many others that have been requesting, Hey, can we get more women on the show? Can we get more women on the show? So I appreciate Absolutely. you and Brittany, um, for, uh, pulling you aside here to, to hop on the show, because I think as men, we can, it's just good to hear your perspective because we don't think the same. No, we do not think the same and you need belt. And that's what I think balance. Right. And I think if you talk to, to Liz and Brian and Caleb and, and Brittany, it's once you find that awesome balance, you're only that much more mm-hmm. powerful in business and life and everything because of those differing opinions. So the more, the more, the better. Cool. How can people connect with you on, on Instagram? So I run our Brex Enterprises page. So it's just at Brex Enterprises. Um, I have a personal page, um, Alicia Brunzel, just my first and last name. AJ's Dance and Dart Man, if you want to. What's the story with that? <laughs> he loves the dance. He's really? a crazy man. So the okay. reason it started was actually Con Expo 2020. Okay. I made my list of all these, you know, influencers, as you say, that I wanted to like track down and, yeah. and find and meet. And he's like, I'm going to go dance. <laughs> so actually I would go to some of these meetup events. Yeah. And, you know, I'd be like texting you, where are you? Oh, I'm at the club dancing. Literally, that's where I found him was dancing. And so that's, he just, it was a joke, like the dancing dirt man. And that's what it became now. And he's all, if you ever see some of our stories that I'm going to do more of, he's always dancing and you'll know he's bidding by the type of music he's like blaring. Our offices are separate, but you can hear it all over the whole first floor. Okay. What does that mean? He's just, that's he, he, if he's bidding a big job, if he's he bidding listens. a big job, he's got music very loud and it's probably Tupac all the way to, you know, Tim McGraw to, he's got a very wide, wide okay. range, but if it's loud music playing, you know, AJ's in his office bidding Okay. and probably dancing. So he'll come over, take a little break, come over, dance in my office and go What's back. he do if he get, if they get, if they accept your offer, does he have like a celebratory no. dance? Or? No, he needs to do more of that. Maybe you should tell him that he just moves on to the next bid. Okay. <laughs> He should cool. though. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for your time. Thank and thanks, you. Thanks thank for coming you. down. I know Brittany really re- uh, reverences y'all. And I, I send it right back to you guys. Cool. I'm getting, I'm getting the. The, the smile. <laughs> the same look I got when I asked for the Wi-Fi password three times. So, <laughs> so I better not ask that a question The baby. Again. <laughs> She's even looking at you. <laughs> uh, all right. Thank you. Thank you. You have been listening to the Green Industry Podcast. Thanks again to Xmark, Company Cam, and Kohler Engines for powering our 2022 kickoff tour. Support our sponsors and check out their products as we have provided the links in today's show notes. There you will also find the link to Paul's new book, 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care. And of course, don't forget to smash that follow button and turn on notifications to stay up to date with future episodes as the tour rolls on. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.